everybody, and welcome to the Dell and Emerson Show with just Emerson. So we do have a very fun show when Dell can get back in. We're going to do the inauguration, the first days in office, the executive orders, the confirmations, a car rally for a trans teen, Franklin Graham, a ballet boy, Shep Smith, dinosaur buttholes, and more. If I can get Dell <laughs> into the show with me, if not, you know, I'll do an hour-long monologue. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? Um, Truly, I hope everyone is well, whether you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube or on Periscope, on Twitter, uh, please say hi, welcome. It is a day of celebration. Um, so while we wait for Dell to try to come back in, how is everyone? Has everyone been watching all of the events all week? I have been breathing slightly deeper, I think, than I have in a while. Um, <laughs> So how was your Wednesday? Uh, Y'all know Dell is a morning person and I am not. He woke up very, very early. I woke up at like eight o'clock and had two cups of coffee to watch the hour leading up to the inauguration. Uh, what did you think? How are you doing? Ah, it was so exciting. Um, while Dell is coming back in, I will show you uh, some of my favorite moments. i tell you what was so wonderful. The inauguration was so normal. It was so appropriate. It was so respectful that we were able to actually focus on some of the fun and silly things that happened. And I don't know about you all, but that was a huge relief. All right, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? This is this is so awful. Uh Oh, I can hear you now. Oh, okay, good. Yes. So is yeah. Oh my God. Okay, good. God damn, that was tough. Come uh, on. Uh, so apologies to everybody. Where were you, Emerson? I'm sorry. Just keep going. I'll catch up. You are fine. We are just starting in on the inauguration and hearing what everyone thought of Wednesday. Uh, John said, sleeping a lot. Zana said, strangely happy, it's unnerving. Uh, Brent, Wednesday was amazing. Karen thought it was fabulous. Uh, Victor said, it was like a spell was broken when Katy Perry sang Firework. Steven, I feel like I woke from a four year nightmare. Mm. What did you think? How did you feel on Wednesday? I felt really wonderful. I, I I celebrated. I posted on social media. I um I I I felt a lot of um uh, as as we watched it and watched it all unfold. And it, it was like you know this amazing cast that kept coming back. And the Obamas arrived, and it was like royalty happened. And I just was uh, I. Uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, elation. I think that's a good word. Elation. Yes, absolutely. And I said, right before you came in, uh, one of the wonderful things about it was that it went like it was supposed to, you know, like we could talk about Lady Gaga's dove of peace and olive branch because everyone was doing their jobs and we could sort of relax and enjoy the ceremony. That was the biggest brooch I've ever seen. I just, I, it was just like, it was. Yeah, I mean, 
Like this is a statement. That is a statement. That's not a brooch. That's a shield on your shoulder. It was all the, um, the you know, I, I, I got, of course, like everybody else, I got on things with, I cannot believe that Mike Pence got to meet Lady Gaga before I did. Um, <laughs> the other one I liked was, well, because it showed a, someone was showing Lady Gaga shaking Mike Pence's hands. It's, Lady Gaga can always find her gaze. Yes, anywhere. Hold on. What happened? Your picture froze, but I hear you fine. Am, am I frozen on your end? Yeah, the picture is. Uh, all right. Well, if I'm frozen, I'll just talk, and y'all can you can look pretty. Can they? Can they? Can I must be having internet problems today. Yeah. Um, well, our sound is going in and out. Oh, it says the audio is working. So, uh, yeah, it is. Fuck. It's very strange. Oh, not what then? Then yeah, and then you move for a second. Uh, now I can. Now you're doing fine. Okay, now. No, I did not. Oh, it's just slow. Um, this is just, I know this is such a celebration. And of course the internet's causing us a catastrophe. Um, it's funny because then you, then you look fine. It says sound is in and out. Let me, let me just go out, keep talking. I'll come. Okay. Well, I'm going to show some of my other favorite moments. Um, you know, because I loved, loved, love. Uh, getting to see everyone walking in, um, I, I, it was, I don't know about you all, but it was like I was close to tears with just the sort of uh, normalcy of it all. I loved seeing uh, Officer Eugene Goodman, you know, escorting in Vice President Harris. Um, and I love this like incredible look that he put together. You know, of course, everyone knows he is the uh, Capitol Police officer who redirected the crowd inside the Capitol away from where some of the Congress people were. He's also been given a promotion, and uh, that's obviously more important than this symbolic opportunity, but the recognition of his bravery in doing his job well. I just loved how much attention they paid uh, to what everything means. You know, there was uh, no small detail was ignored, and yes. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, would look seeing what it meant for Black women, uh, for South Asian women, seeing this fist bump moment between Michelle Obama and Vice President Kamala Harris, and knowing what that means for Black women, for women of color, uh, the representation of that moment, and seeing the genuine joy, I think, from so many people. Oh, look, there you are, and you look fine. Am I back? Am I okay? Yeah, now I see you moving around and stuff. Okay, I God, guys, I'm so sorry. You blame Spectrum. This program is not brought to you by Spectrum. I know, but it's so funny because I'm over on Spectrum too. They just don't like you as much today. 
something here in the hills. We have problems all the time. I'm lucky that I haven't had more problems. I've been having problems again lately, though. But but let's keep celebrating. I mean, you know, what, what it was. It was. Where are we on the outline? Just tell me where to. We're hop still talking in. about are, the inauguration. Are we done with the? No, we're not. Uh, we're still on the inauguration. We're up to Amanda Gorman now. I mean, let's talk about this 22 year old inaugural poet uh, from Los Angeles and the incredibly inspiring and profound words yeah. uh, that I think everyone found so moving from her. And think about what that means as Kamala Harris is uh, inaugurated, what it means for a young black female poet uh, to be speaking. You know, that ring she was wearing was from Oprah. Uh, and in honor of Maya Angelou, it's a cage with a bird in it. Uh, so just so much symbolism throughout and so impressive. Am I still here? I can't yeah. even tell. Okay, good. Uh, yes. Oh, she was just she was just brilliant, just brilliant. And the fact that she she took all of the the events that right up until that and, and just incorporated them into that poem, which is going to live on in history for us. It's just it was just beautiful. Um, yes, yes, yes. And uh, then what? And then but then and I want him to show. You know, it was so so reassuring, right? So. Uh, boring in the good way, you know, the program when it was supposed to, that we can even stop and talk about how incredible these three women and these coats were. You know, it's thrilling to know that sanity is present so we can even say, oh, and by the way, the outfits were amazing. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I mean, just three incredible women, incredibly dressed, powerful. I just loved it. And then the performances. I mean, J-Lo and Gaga, what'd you think? Um, I, I loved everything and, and, you know, I, and people are so critical and I, I just think of standing in front for an event like this and just doing, uh, I mean, the, the vocals for, for Gaga were fantastic. JLo, J I, she, she was good and, 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 and there was conviction and I, I loved it. So I didn't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to throw any shade. I just want to say it was awesome. Garth Brooks. Yes. And there was a moment though. I don't know if you noticed this in the editing where the cameraman, when Garth Brooks was singing amazing grace, he panned over to Mitch McConnell on and saved a wretch like me. And then just came right back. And it, oh, it was so shady. It was so That's shady. Hilarious. It, yeah. Uh, on, did I anybody else that. notice that? I love that. And also, back to J-Lo for a second. You know, I loved the insertion of Let's Get Loud, which, of course, is one of my favorite J-Lo songs of all time. And a number of Puerto Ricans pointed out that was the song she sang at the Super Bowl when she had her daughter there and was talking about Latinas and Latino people and Puerto Ricans uh, being able to be loud. And so it was not just a wink at, you know, uh, the gays and pop fans, but also at a community that she is from. And it's just all was such a celebration. And then we can't then, and, and most importantly, right, Joe Biden's speech. Hmm. You know, I, I, I know, I understand the frustration of people uh, at, at Biden as the president calling for unity. You know, we need to hold people accountable for their actions and words and what they did and said. And that's absolutely true. But I do think in this moment, speaking to the, I represent all of you and I work for all of you. And I, well, a line that I loved at one point, he said, enough of us have come together to carry all of us forward. 
And I mm -hmm. love the sentiment of that. You know, it's like, yes, there are people who like will be a detriment to this, people who are dragging their feet. There are bigots and racists and extremists and intolerance and of many types. But enough of us came together to push all of us forward. I love that because it's like we are moving forward with or without you. Um, and that is what we've accomplished in this. I just that, that hit me really big. And what a whirlwind of the first couple of days. I mean, just things just happening. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, so much. It was like, well, we've had so long where we had someone in office who the schedule of the day was like, we'll be watching, you know, Fox News and CNN all afternoon. They're like into office. They were immediately off to Arlington National Cemetery, such an important symbolic statement in support of the troops and the veterans who are living and those that have died for our country. Um, and then immediately to the Oval Office to sign 17 executive orders. I mean, just right to work. Yeah, do you want to hit some of those? I would love you to just give everybody a little rundown. Of yeah, the in, in a minute, I'd, before we get to those, you know, because that was later on in the day. Um, we also, did you watch Jen Psaki's first press conference? I saw only the clips afterwards. I did not watch it live, but I thought, wow, we've got somebody that just uh, knows what the fuck she's doing and, well, and doesn't have to lie nonstop. It was the same thing. It was like, oh, this is so delightfully boring. You know, here's someone answering questions normally, uh, engaging with different members of the press with no combative. Certainly she pivoted at times, you know, they don't have answers for that. She said, I'll get back to you on that. It was so weird to not just have outright lies or, you know, weirdly defensive combative. That's, that. you just said the right word, defensive. It was always, there was always with all of them, they were, they were always started with defensive. Because they had to, they had a lot to try to defend. Yep. And I literally didn't get off the sofa. I watched, I don't know who else did. I watched Biden speak to the 1,000 staff members. He, you know, he did a swearing in, a giant Zoom swearing in. And I thought, you know, I hope that people can see, right? There are lots of things Biden thinks that I don't agree with. There are things I wish he was much further out on. But I don't know how you watch that man talk to those 1,000 people and say, I want you to deal with each other generously and with dignity and he basically said if you're an asshole you're going to get fired that is not that was my my favorite thing he said it yeah. reminded me of our philosophy when yes. we make a movie we are not going to work with you if you're cruel or unkind to any of your 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 co-stars or your um or or your co-workers your crew you, you no know, we're, we're not it's not, no. it's not and I, I just love that about it and it was like ooh. He just got serious there. He got like, I'm your boss and you will be fired. You yeah. know, if you are disrespectful, it was and, amazing. And reminding like you all work for me. I work for all of the people. We all work for all of the people and we have a lot of work to do. You know, it really, it felt like the kind of thing when you work for somebody that you really want to do your best so that they don't ever say I'm disappointed in you. You know, you don't, mm -hmm. you're not worried they're going to get angry, but it's like your best, te your favorite teachers, right? Where it's like, if they said, I'm disappointed, that was way worse than if they yelled at you. And it was like, I would not want to disappoint him as my boss. Yeah. That. Well, it's kind of like your parents. Like you, they could say anything they want, but if they say, I am so disappointed in you. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All the way down to like, I loved, you know, because 
a, a lot of politics is symbolism, you know, right? Like the flag means a lot to people. The, the capital means a lot to people. The invasion of the capital was also about an American symbol. The Oval Office is a symbol. And I love, they went down to the details of like what they changed in the Oval Office. They put in busts of Rosa Parks, Eleanor Roosevelt, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and right behind him was Cesar Chavez, a labor leader. You know, they put in a sculpture of a horse and a Chiricahua Apache rider. Everything that they are doing is to represent that they work for all of the people. You know, they're not, and I love that he said, I'm, I'm not going to get it right all the time. And I'm going to come out here and say, I didn't and do better. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's there's just such. I loved also that, and he, that he got rid of that Diet Coke button. I thought uh, that here's was good. my thing, though. Uh, like, I, it's one of the only things I understood. If I was the leader of the free world, I would have a Dr. Pepper button. Like you, you know, <laughs> a Diet Coke. I don't think that's absurd. That way, he doesn't have to walk out to the fridge and the off, you know, the office fridge around the corner. The only I thing think, in that office that made sense to me during the last administration. I think I would have a old fashioned, old fashioned button. Just bring me an old fashioned. Yes, <laughs> you know, just bring it right up. Um, but and two, you know, you talked about, and then they immediately got to the work of doing the work, right? Among the 17 executive orders, they immediately did the number that were just about returning to equality and respect for each other, right? Reversing the Muslim travel ban for Muslim majority nations, addressing the pandemic, federal property mask mandate, immediately rejoining the Paris Climate Accord and the World Health Organization during an international pandemic, adding further protections against deportation for undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as children, the DACA kids, restored efforts to promote diversity, so much that also is about how we treat each other and then also how we participate in the world. It was like the up at the blackboard, like trying to erase so much damage done yes. to each other and to our place in the world. And, and, and you know, we felt, I, I have to say that I, I was thinking about this as, as you see a lot of backlash from the right about some of these things, uh, how we, we reacted, oh, he's undoing Obama and it, but now he's redoing Obama. And of course, some people on the right are very upset over a lot of the things, but we happen to agree on most of them. So well, um, I, I'm good. Also, it's also an important thing though, right? Uh, executive orders, they, what the power of them has increased in the last several decades. And it's a sort of frustration. Obama did a lot more out of like the do nothing Congress he was working with. Um, and this does demonstrate that these are great things that we're doing, but they do need to be passed as legislation through Congress in order to be permanent, because we otherwise we will have like every time party presidents swing, we'll just be flipping heads and tails on these things. But I think the real world impact of them is important. Um, and certainly the symbolism of making them priorities is important. And of course, we'll get to now because what we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. And at the end of the night on Wednesday, he signed the most substantive, wide-ranging LGBTQ executive order in history. And I'm going to take the time here to read the portion of it from the executive order, because how he speaks to, for, and about our community and being an ally to us is so important. It says, every person should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vocation knowing that they will not be fired, 
demoted, or mistreated because of whom they go home to or because how they dress does not conform to sex-based stereotypes. People should be able to access healthcare and secure a roof over their heads without being subjected to sex discrimination. All persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender identity or sexual orientation. In it, they reference the Bostock SCOTUS decision we talked about last year being so important in the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And this may apply to as many as 100 statutes across his cabinet, departments, orders, and legislation under them, the Affordable Care Act, the Fair Housing Act, Title IX for trans students. Uh, and it is just so huge that they made that a priority to do on day one. He has said he would be an ally to our community and he definitely stepped up to do so. Uh, day one, that's huge. It is huge. and. You know, the, one of the things that I, I dealt with, and I dealt with it today on my Instagram in Emerson, is that I, you know, just in me, my celebrating and and not, I didn't feel like it was gloating, but I was uh, President Biden, Vice President Harris, on my Facebook, oh, the trolls came out. They came out. Did he come out on Instagram? It was interesting. They came out on Facebook just in droves, I think because people were sharing. And uh, so I just, I started using my, my, my block and ban feature and a, a whole lot, but was, I, I had a couple of, 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 of my gay fans who were Republicans who voted for Trump, who wrote me and they go, I, he, was a, he, was a, he was friendly to our community. I don't know why you're, and I said, I am not gonna, I, I, I am no longer, this is my, my, what, what I said on Instagram today, I am no longer gonna do your research for you. All you have to do is Google anti-gay Trump. And HRC has an amazing website that you can see everything that was done during that former administration that negated or tried to negate what the progress, a lot of the progress that we already had. And, and just start with the, you know, the, the, the military ban, the, the trans military ban. But I said, you, you and, and then just go to the Republican Party platform and read the anti-gay rhetoric. It's still there. So don't tell me that it's it's all gay friendly and don't make me do your research for you i'm tired of it so here i also said i'm not going to do this division shit anymore i'm not i'm just gonna i'm just gonna celebrate i'm gonna celebrate i'm not gonna go to donald trump jr's page and 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 fight and and ted cruz i'm just gonna celebrate also I do less than that tell him it literally doesn't matter he's nobody now you know like yeah. it's it's arguing over history literally who cares like he's gone this is where we're at now. I mean, it's, you're right. Like, it's not worth, like, that's actual. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done fighting. I'll always fight for our rights, no matter what. I will always fight for us and continue activism in the way that I need to do that. But I'm not going to spend endless time just arguing with people, trying to convince. No, I'm not. Yeah, because it so. is, you don't matter. I literally haven't said the name since noon on Wednesday. Really good for you. Well, because until there's literal legitimate news about court cases, it don't matter. All I care about is what our current president and vice president are doing. Out of sight, out of mind, bye. Good. Uh, continuing on, where are, are, did you finish your portion there? Do I need to go on? Okay, so, uh, so some of the confirmation highlights, uh, of course we saw and, 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 and got teary-eyed when uh, Pete Buttigieg confirmation and, and where he literally, uh, he's of course the secretary of transportation and he thanked Chaston and teared up himself saying, I'm really proud to have him by my side. 
I also want to take this chance to thank him for his many sacrifices and his support in making it possible for me to pursue public service. I got emotional reading that. It wasn't just acting. Uh, and then I'm just, this one wait, thrills wait, me. Before, before you go on, I know that the importance of that, right? You know, I think it's funny because we work in LGBT circles. We spend a lot of time in queer media and, and uh, but the importance of that visual of Pete sitting in a Senate confirmation hearing and seeing over his shoulder, his supportive husband sitting there never happened before. That is the never. first time that ever happened. Um, I, and, and, you know, we talk about so many firsts, but the point of pointing a first is that then every time it happens again, it's not a new thing. It's been done. Um, and yeah, that it's still thrilling every time. It is, and 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 that nice segue into another first, uh, Dr. Yeah. Rachel Levine, we, we've talked about several times on our show, uh, the Pennsylvania Secretary of Health uh, is nominated as Assistant Secretary of Health for Department of Health and Human Services, and it, on the confirmation, will make history by becoming the first openly transgender Senate-confirmed federal official. Um, it's so, so great. So great yes. uh, and, and, and so deserved, so deserved. Yeah. Um, uh, Defense Secretary nominee Lloyd Austin supports overturning uh, Trump's uh, trans military ban when asked in his confirmation to give his thoughts. He said, I support the president's plan to overturn the ban. I truly believe that if you're fit and you're qualified to serve and you can maintain the standards, you should be allowed to serve and you can expect that I will support that throughout. So you can expect that overturn uh, in the coming days. And, and he will was be confirmed earlier today. So full on. Yes, he was confirmed. Defense Secretary. Two people. Only two the, people voted against him. Two. Who is the first black man to be Defense Secretary, Secretary of Defense and stated openly and clearly, yes, uh, all trans people who want to put their lives on the line to serve our country. That's what always blew, blew my mind about that whole argument anyway. Anyone who was willing to put their life on the line for us to be able to sit on the internet and argue about what different things mean, let them. But you know, well, you know what? Doing it, me. But you know what? The, what but the big, every time I had an argument with, on any, with anybody, it was always, they said, well, it, we cannot be paying for their surgeries. That's, that was the big thing with these crazy people. That yeah. was their, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, I, the first time I ever saw Biden in public was at an HRC event. Um, and thinking about the priority his administration has put on representation, on diversity, and not diversity for diversity's sake, demonstrating and pointing out that there are incredibly qualified people from all walks of life, ethnicities, sexualities, origins, sexes, they are qualified. This isn't diversity because like, oh, we need to have a this. It's there are qualified people. And if you intentionally think I also want the makeup of the people I work with and around me to reflect the makeup of our country, we all do better work together. And they're doing it so effortlessly and so smartly. Um, and we're just seeing it day and day and day and day. I mean, that is how you be an ally. That is how you represent all of us is making sure your leaders look like all of us. I was there with you. We were right yes. here in LA. It was, um, thank you, George Carancho, for taking us uh, with you to the American Airlines table uh, that year. Yes. Um, and, you know, and then interesting to see the other things that they're doing, right? They updated the White House website lots of ways, lots of places LGBTQ people were removed, they couldn't put back. 
that absurd 1776 commission that looked like a middle school book report trying to say that America doesn't have racism as a problem and uh, that weird historical rewrite in response to being so upset about the 1619 project, gone. And then there are some people, and we will continue to talk about the bigots that are elected officials. You know, I've made a commitment not to talk about what's his face unless it's relevant to things happening against him. But all of the elected officials, all fair game. So the White House website expanded information when they ask and they give you an option to put your pronouns in. You can see it right here, right? There's a drop down menu. She, her, he, him, they, them, other, prefer not to say. But what did they do here? They expanded the options to make more people feel seen. Marjorie Taylor Greene, that QAnon conspiracy theorist who believes 9-11 was an inside job and that Parkland and Sandy Hook were uh, fake, tweeted out about it, I refuse to be silent about how Democrats are attacking God's creation. By making every effort to erase gender, they are attacking God himself and his creation of mankind. This is why the left's pursuit to cancel gender and erase whose image they were created in is completely evil. First of all, again, I point you to the form. They know what erase gender, they just provided more options. That she, her is right there, she can click it and move on with her day. He also introduced articles of impeachment for Joe Biden about Ukraine and Hunter. And we will talk about the crazy bits in office. She makes my brain bleed. And oh, I, uh, I just can't believe that we can't get her out. She's just weird and awful. And, and just, it's like, it's like, you know, having someone from the mental ward be on in our Congress. Well, and also, and also, I mean, honestly, you know, it's a disservice to anybody with mental health issues because she's a bigot, not crazy. You know what I mean? It's like your conspiracy theory loving racist self, sexist self, homophobic, transphobic self. Uh, and it's bonkers that she she's from Georgia, right? I believe. Yeah, she is from Georgia. She's elected from a part of Georgia that also just sent John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock and did you see Kamala Harris put yes. two of them and Alex Padilla, who was taking her seat here in California? Yeah, yeah it's all three of them. Bonkers to see that incredible accomplishment and see this, you know, Kelly Loeffler like woman uh, just saying crazy things. And oh. that other one, that other one from Colorado, Lauren Bobbitt or whatever her. Yeah, she was just nuts. So, yeah. um, and she's all about Jesus, though. It's all about Jesus with her. Oh, Jesus course. is Lord. Jesus like, is Lord. Give me my ever, gun. Did you ever see Saved, the Mandy Moore movie that was of sort of a parody? I'm, it's I'm like, homosexual. All they always say, well, I know, but I also ask it for like the people so I can lead up to the. There is a moment where Mandy Moore throws a Bible at somebody and yells, I am filled with Christ's love. And that is <laughs> all I think of when these bigots write this stuff. You know, like. Mm what other people do and say about their own gender and gender performance and all of that has nothing to do with you. It doesn't make you less a woman. It doesn't make your pronouns less she and her. It is not a, like, it has nothing to do with you. Go away. I just, and, and, and Mark, little Marco always quote those scriptures. Oh, those scriptures. 
but all right. Well, we got some final. Oh, wait, it's, it's commercial. Oh, we reached the halfway point of our show. And y'all, even in this celebration, we work hard to be prepared to share with you. So if you're enjoying it and you got some extra dollars and want to share a few, you can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. Thank you to Erica, Leanne, and Michael Shane, who've already contributed today. We're grateful. And yes, we want to wrap up some other stories. So, yeah, so yeah, you, you, you all have been following, you know, the Tiger King. Uh, so Joe Exotic account tweeted for him, I was too innocent and too gay to deserve a pardon from Trump. Uh, there he is, lower. He just, he didn't get it. He, and, and what was really funny is that he had a, a limo waiting, just, on, mean, on, just ready to go. Just ready to go. He's got. I'm just going to serve one year, not even one year of this twenty years, and uh, Trump's going to save me. Uh, but he made a lot of statements, and uh, oh, he should, he should, it's so unfair for him. So unfair. I I like appreciated his like frustration, honestly, because the funniest thing about the pardons to me at the last minute is that the former president almost sort of like weenied out about it you know like he didn't swing big and it's sort of hilarious to me that at the last minute it wasn't like i'm gonna do this for all my friends it was just like some irritating ones and some that had some validity too you know it was like a boring fight it was like he went out with a whimper i really did expect some big ones i, mean, I did too I, emerson i expected him to be throwing paper towels just paper towels of pardon like he did in puerto rico just yeah there. See yeah. if you could catch one. See if you could catch one. Yeah. Like Oprah. Like Oprah giving away. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, of, of course, the, the fallout from the capital invasion. There's uh, a straight pride organizer was arrested. And also, remember that woman from Beverly Hills, that Gina, Gina. with that just had the worst plastic surgery, Gina Michelle. But uh, Biciano, Biciano. Uh, so the, she's the one on the TMZ uh video that that called uh, the, the fag it's a faggot video, a faggot video. Well, uh -huh. she got arrested, she got arrested, she went, she went to the Capitol, she got arrested, and then that gay Christopher Drew, the adorable, deplorable, which I don't know that he's that adorable. Um, he uh, gay Huntington Beach hairstylist who has he slipped in the Yelp ratings. Um, he had his home raided by the FBI. So um, the this, other, the, the other, what's that? No, nope, go ahead. You're good. And then the other news that we, we told you about the lesbian uh, who uh, Helena Duke, whose family rejected her for uh, attending all the uh, Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, so she called her mother out because she saw her mother in videos fighting with uh, a, a a black woman uh, near the Capitol, a, a counter protester, and uh, her mother's Teresa Duke. Well, that mother now has been fired. They fired her ass from UMass Hospital. There she is bleeding. Um, so uh, some kind of vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. I'm enjoying it's the FBI. You know, I'm enjoying some of that karma coming home to roost quickly for some of these people um gotcha. and lord i just want uh, you know when when helena goes home i hope thanksgiving i hope she goes in i hope she brings a friend i hope she comes in some absurd outfit just walks up to the door can you imagine walking in like 
Oh, hey, how's everyone doing? Oh, hey, Mama. How much was your bail? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mama, do you find work yet? Oh, I bet oh. you're real grateful for that state welfare unemployment right now, Mama, aren't you? I have a feeling that uh, that uh, that our friend Hel Helena is going to be uh, celebrating Thanksgiving with her chosen family. <laughs> I would imagine so as well. I mean, but can you imagine? Like that is that is really intense. Thinking about that, like knowing I'm I'm gonna call out. I see this. I'm gonna call it out. You know, y'all. It's easy, right, for us to call out strangers to like point at whatever. But let's be honest, even for me personally, there have been times where people I'm close to, people I'm related to, those harder conversations for some of us have been very hard. And what yeah. this 18 year old did for in front of the whole internet, I mean, that is inspiring to me personally, that we are not done having the difficult conversations, even though we are in an administration that is friendly and more and will listen to our things to say. And I, I just love her. Oh, I, I love her too. And I think that, uh, you know, it, it was, it was truly uh, brave. It was, it was brave. Uh, is not Karma, she's, she's a lesbian. <laughs> a lesbian named Helena. In quite some time on this show. Yeah. In fact, I was probably going to get stolen and used somewhere, Ken. That's so good. You should put that on a t-shirt and sell it. We'll yes. I've, I, I know a few that will buy it. I'd wear it. Um, uh, Rob said, wait, hold on, related. Rob said a guy who grew up in my neighborhood as a kid was arrested at the riot, lost his job, and in serious trouble. I mean, they are, are it may have been frustrating that they weren't arresting people as they walked out of the Capitol, but they are sure all across the country finding everyone that was inside that building. And good, because the more we hear about it, right, the actual like intended attacks on Capitol Police officers, you know, early on, it sort of seemed like, oh, you know, everyone's just sort of, they're just stupid people performing for social media, like the angry, evil, definitive physical attacks on officers there. Uh, good. Find them all. Well, and, and you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you've like you. You see, so many of them are flipping on on Trump. Trump made me do it. Trump made me do it. I was listening to our commander in chief. So, um, and you know, I, I love that's one of those walk and chew gum things, right? We can hold y'all accountable and then still talk about how Donald Trump's appearance at that rally, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley's rhetoric, the entire Republican Party leaders that the last several months just sort of sat quietly while the election was challenged and said 40 million people think the election went wrong. Well, they say that, they think that because you lied to them. So it's not based in fact, you don't hold hearings, you go out and tell them you were lied to. Yeah, yeah, and, and they still do. They still do, many of them still do. Yeah, and, and we do have genuinely fun, not related to the politics of it all. Uh, stories. I loved the the turnaround on this next story. Uh, and a story was out of Canada a few weeks ago. A terrible story about a trans teen that was uh, bullied and beat up by videos. Two classmates assaulted them, and it was shared on social media. So this week in their town, a thousand people showed up at a car rally with mm. hundreds of cars plastered with trans pride flags pro-LGBTQ slogans driving through town in a show of support. Now, the police have recommended assault charges for one and assault while uttering threats for the other. So the, the, the two other teams are being dealt with. The school board's taking it seriously. But I love this community coming out and coming together to show this 14-year-old how much support they truly have. I just love that. But, you know, that is what I think of us at our best as communities when we come together. And I just feel like that's also what we've been doing all week long. Yeah, I do. love, 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 love that. If I had those emojis, I'd just be putting them like this, just going up, just going yes. up. 
Um, we also have, well, we've got some, uh, some news about, um, uh, uh one of your favorites, one of my favorites, Mr. Franklin Graham, who, uh, his, uh, the Christian group faithful America started a petition calling for Franklin Graham to resign from the Billy Graham evangelist, evangelistic association and Samaritan's purse over his unshaken idolatry not adultery, idolatry of Donald Trump. It's been signed by over 22,000 people. I'm going to sign it right after this broadcast. Uh, it also says that Graham gets away with his hatred and his conspiracy theories by hiding behind the humanitarian work of Samaritan's Purse and his late father's name. It's time for Samaritan Purse and Billy Graham Evangelist, I can't say that word good. Evangelist, evangelistic, uh -huh. evangelistic, evangelistic association. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. expialidocious. There you go. Thank you. Uh, to realize that by propping up Franklin's unchristian, oh, they just they they're going for him. Unchristian extremism. They are abandoning their gospel mission, undermining democracy, and helping incite white nationalists. Uh, sedition. They are not messing around here with their rhetoric. Uh, as long as uh, Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association stand by Franklin Graham, they are complicit in the spread of dishonest, discredited election conspiracy theories and the deadly, unpatriotic white nationalist terrorism at the U.S. Capitol incited by those lies. I love it. You know, and we, we talk and I, I love including these, you know, because we talk about holding each other accountable, right? And seeing Christians holding bad Christians, people that make their faith look bad, accountable is just so awesome and impressive. It's what we've been calling for. This is not off topic for a second, but Trey Pearson was in a Christian group, came out, uh, and he posted a video on his Instagram earlier today of a boy on TikTok talking about how he'd been dating a guy and he was feeling conflicted about it. Um, and he was, you know, he felt convicted in his spirit that this was not the path he was supposed to be on. And so seeing, we've talked a lot about what the damage the church does and seeing Christians hold others accountable and shout them down. I just love that. I want to applaud it. Whether you agree with their faith or they're not, that is what we ask for, right? Hold the people representing you badly accountable and call them for Franklin Graham. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing the fall of many of them. I mean, you know, we've got Jerry Falwell Jr. fallen from grace. I mean, you could, you could, uh, history, there could be a whole documentary of uh, evangelists that have fallen from grace because of their own vile acts. But right, I mean, I just love that they call them out for idolatry. Idolatry, man, you've placed Donald Trump as an idol, and he really does. I mean, saying, I mean, that, you know, the whole last week's, uh, the, 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 30 pieces of silver. Oh, there, Danielle just said about it, yep. <laughs> about, uh, so, so good for them. Good yep. for them. Absolutely. And then Bob Bielenberg sent us this story, one of our uh, regular watchers and a constant tipper, and we really appreciate it. Uh, so just a fun celebration story that I want to share. Uh, please meet Ashton Edwards, an 18-year-old ballet student with the Pacific Northwest Ballet's elite professional division in Seattle. He's been studying ballet since he was four. He wanted to dance on point, going against the rigid sex roles in traditional ballet. Point has always been for women. Uh, he said, I was not expecting the school to be so open and accepting. 
but he explained how dance was so close to me and how I couldn't have one thing and not the other. They really go hand in hand. There are examples of men in ballet dancing on point for comedic effect, but Peter Bull, the artistic director, says Ashton is unique for doing it seriously. He says, Ashton led us there. Ballet can be a little bit slow. We said, why not lead us and we'll work with you. He achieved in six months most dancers years. And he says, ballet has been known for a little bit of time to be this dying art form, but I think there's a future because it's changing and it's evolving. And I think that's beautiful. And I just love that. Expectations. It reminded me of you. Did you watch the season with Brooklyn Heights on Drag Race? Because you know, yes, of course. Boy, he was a ballet dancer. Has danced on point in drag, and I was like, that was the other time that I've seen it. I just thought, what a wonderful celebration of like following your own path, regardless of what is happening around you. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. Those pictures, I just love them. Lines, I know. Yes. Um, So um, we got uh, uh, openly gay uh, former. Fox News anchor Shep Smith is in the news uh, with with uh, uh, an interview, uh, and he finally talked about his 2019 departure from Fox, and it's pretty scathing. Uh, it's a, in the interview with CNN's uh, Christian uh, Amapur Smith called out Fox News for the spread of misinformation and for his fellow anchors editorializing too much during their broadcast. He says. Opine all you like, but if you're going to opine, begin with the truth and opine from there. When people begin with a false premise and lead people astray, that's injurious to society and it's the antithesis of what we should be doing. Those of us who are so honored and grateful to have a platform of public influence have to use it for the public good. Now, he also went on and to really call out um, that how the the counterbalance uh, was there's a lot of mis or disinformation and his breaking point came when Tucker Carlson criticized Smith for defending his longtime friend Judge Andrew Napolitano. A guest on Carlson's show had referred to Napolitano as a fool, and Carlson proceeded to make fun of Smith for his defense. Smith appealed to the network executives to intervene on his behalf, but none of them, not one of them, would. So instead. Smith said, fuck it, I'm gonna resign, and he did. He may have not said fuck it, he's probably too classy to say fuck I'd have said fuck you, I'm resign. I quit, I'm out of here, and waltzed out it. I'd already packed my desk, I packed in, my desk, I'm out of here. In the words of Dolly Parton in Straight Talk, I'm taking my bowling bag. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that quote. So. Good for you that you're quoting straight talk. Uh, So now uh, Shep uh, says, I don't know how some people sleep at night. I know that there are a lot of people who have propagated the lies and who have pushed them forward over and over and over again, who are smart enough and educated to know better. And we could just start a list right now, but let's not. Yeah, but good for him. I love that he stood up to him. He 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 walked out with his integrity, which is uh, sometimes rare. It's it is interesting because he was doing real news work over there for so long, and we saw the same thing happen to Chris Wallace on Fox on inauguration day. He said it was his favorite inauguration speech in his in time covering politics, and Fox News viewers got so mad. It's just so interesting that. Their opinion people in the nighttime have so colored their audience and their viewership that the daytime people who just want to do news news are somehow treated as if they're like, 
liberal progressives calling for communism? Well, because they don't differentiate. They don't really do a diligent job and differentiate. It's not just Fox. It's also on CNN. And I love CNN. But they sometimes we, there's a cloud. I'm a news reporter and I'm, you know, and, and I'm Don Lemon. Uh, so, uh, or, or Chris Cuomo, uh, and, and the same thing over at Fox, you get Hannity and you get, you get, uh, Tucker Carlson and they are truly just not newscasters. They're just, well, but I think there's a difference though, between Don Lemon having a liberal bent to his perspective on facts from the news and Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity just lying about things to their audience. Cause it'll feel good. Agreed, but I, it, when you're when you're on a news network, people get that. What I'm saying is the perception is clouded. They go, "Oh, that's the news." No, it's not the news. That is an opinion. Sometimes yes. it's a, that's that's what I think that people get mixed up with. Yeah, I just don't think they're that comparable because one is an opinion based on facts, and the other is an opinion based on a lie. That you know. I hear what you're saying. I just think they're in different categories of the nighttime. Uh, well, I absolutely, absolutely agree. I mean, you can't compare anybody to what Fox is doing. Well, as Blair said, we need to, the fairness doctrine put back in place. Um, so, someone said we froze. No, on Fox they pose opinion as the news, but on MSNBC and CNN claim that things are just their opinion when it is. And yeah, that's right. uh, thank you. And good for Chef. Uh, off doing work. All right. Well, and I have just some nonsense because you know it's delightful. Like literally, we don't have to worry at eleven o'clock at night that like our president's going to say something bonkers in the middle of the night. Now you know there's time to like enjoy other things. I love knowing that the president and vice president are doing really boring things and saying boring things about really important things. You know, there's no hyperbole and nonsense around it, so we can get back to some fun and absurd stories along the way too. This right here, the first dinosaur butthole ever has been discovered. You're welcome. <laughs> this well-preserved booty hole belongs to the dinosaur Psittacosaurus, a bristly-tailed Labrador-sized horn-faced dinosaur. So as a relative of the Triceratops. Now this drawing by Bob Nichols at paleocreations.com shows how the dinosaur Psittacosaurus may have used its cloacal vent, also known as the butthole, for signaling during courtship. This one is so well-preserved, seriously, like it's funny, but also it was so well-preserved, this butthole, researchers could see remnants of two small bulges by its butthole, which may have housed a musky scent gland that the reptile possibly used for courting. It's also not unique. It also is unique. It's not quite like birds, a bit like a crocodile, but different. And this multi-purpose opening, the cloacal vent, scientifically, uh, it, it, it's used for pooping, peeing, breeding, and egg laying. It's the all-in-one. As one oh. said, I love this. A researcher said it's like a Swiss army knife of excretory openings. Read buttholes. It does everything. The team also noticed that the outer region of the cloaca were covered with a dark shade of melanin, possibly a type of visual display. Similar to that thing where, you know, like baboons have. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He was. And I have no outline. I hope he comes back. Is this. Are y'all just seeing me now? Did Emerson just like disappear like Endora? 
Uh, did you know what I did? Did you just like disappear on me? I just hit the wrong button. I was exiting out of the dinosaur butthole stream. And now I exited Streamyard. Um, so I'm back. Do you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Is am I the only one that's talking now? It's just me. Oh, it's just me. Wow. Now, wow, but Emerson's Emerson, you're frozen. You're frozen. Okay, gone. He's back. So it's just me. Well, I here's what was really uh, interesting about the butthole story to me. Yes. It, oh, it says he's back. Can you not hear me? But now, Delford. I don't know what's going on. Shall we just call it a day? No. no. We're both. We're both here, but I can't hear Emerson. So I'm going to go away, and let Emerson finish the show. No, just come back. Oh. I know, like as Anna just said, you owe us more time. Can y'all all hear me now? Because Lord, I, that dinosaur butthole story, I don't know why I got so tickled. As a kid, I was definitely a super uh, obsessed with dinosaurs uh, child. My parents, I had alabaster tiny dinosaurs, a brontosaurus, you know, which then they said wasn't a dinosaur for a while anymore, a triceratops, a stegosaurus, and a tyrannosaurus rex. Uh, and so just that story about the dinosaur butthole, I was just tickled pink. Uh, there you are. It's like popping in like a witch. Hey, look. I just don't know what else going We're on. We're just keeping ourselves so entertained. Uh, don't, re don't read the comments right now because remember they're behind us. So you're so, so I'm, I can be seen yeah. now, I guess. Yes. So, um, but wait, but, and before we go, oh. uh, let's I talk about... I want to say something about that butthole story. Oh, please tell us the butthole thought. <laughs> I saw that, yeah, I thought, oh, Emerson's kind of, you know, added butthole. It probably says anus in this real story. So I went to the real story and no, the headline said butt. Yes. So, um, well, because, you know, the anus is really like the first little part inside, you know, it's like, they're like, no, we found the, the pucker. Like a butthole. The pucker. Stop. <laughs> that that really butthole. does look like one of those baboons. Uh, all right. Well, with that, I thought you were frozen for a second. Wait. Would that be awful we, if you no, were just frozen? Yes, if I froze making a butthole face. Wait, I want to go back to something. I left the time on purpose now that you're here. Because the big highlight of the inauguration, ironically, wasn't Lady Gaga's bird. It wasn't the fist bumps. It wasn't the gorgeous coats. It wasn't even the speeches. It was Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair wearing his comfy mittens. I know. God, it was so fantastic. And I have been so entertained by all of the versions of where Bernie has been sitting. So, um... So I, uh, yes, what are your favorites? And I made a couple of them and I haven't posted that one yet. So you get it exclusive here. We're about to post that on Instagram right after the show. It makes me laugh yeah. so hard. And also because Lord Bernie would fit in just perfect at that funeral. He would, he would be so good. And, 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 and by Bonnie Bedelius is going to be over. Um, yes. 
And also, wait, and then mine, I, you know, I had, of course, I wanted to keep it in my brand. So I took Bernie Sanders to indulge in Palm Springs and had him sit right outside at the clothing optional resort, you know, where my friends usually sit while I take my pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. I hadn't seen that one. I'll have and to see. Somebody said, uh, what do you think Bernie would have said to you? And I said, Bernie would have said, I think Bernie would have had a book and he would have said, OK, uh, that's fine. Now let's get Medicare for all. Yes. Uh, he would not be the least bit bothered and say, but can we get back to making sure nobody dies because they can't. Nobody, he, he would also said, good for you. Good for you. I know. He doesn't seem like I just, you know, you. he's sort of gruff. I just think it'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine. And then right on, you know, good for you feels like George Clooney. <laughs> and yes, Bernie is selling T-shirts, sweatshirts for charity with it on it. Him, he, he he can spin it. He yeah. is he is, he is a smart man. Sorry, y'all, I'm really sorry about all the technical difficulties today. Okay, so oh. I don't think that uh, you know it's one of those things. It's what happens. It doesn't bother anybody. Do a live else internet. It bothers show. you. Okay. Um, well, thank well, you. So heading into thank the weekend. God. How's everybody doing? Uh, do you have plans this weekend? It's so interesting that like, well, one, there's still a pandemic. I, you can't get the vaccine yet. But does everybody feel, you know, does it feel a little different? Because I'm trying to lean into it feeling different and knowing we've got an administration that we can hold accountable, that will listen to us. This isn't, as someone said, oh, yeah, we are not going back to brunch. Now we hold their feet to the fire to do the things we want them to, but we can trust that they will at least hear us as they do the work because voting and getting them elected the inauguration is kind of like coming out right it's the end of one journey but it's the start of another and we all have to stay engaged and paying attention uh as we go forward absolutely what's your weekend holds mine well um i'm going to teach as i always do i'm going to watch drag bit and uh, you know, you know, we uh, we lost somebody. We when Elvia Alonso, who was nanny for my children, passed away of COVID today. Um, I'm just going to try to remember all those times that she made me laugh and think about what a great, pure soul she was. She was such a good human. So that's that's it. Nothing, nothing huge. Yay! Well. Sending love and strength to you with that, you know, and so many others who are in a similar situation. And at least finally, we now we have an administration who is taking care of it seriously to make sure that that happens as few times as possible going forward. Absolutely. People sending their love to you. All right, everyone. Well, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for being here. If you want to send us a tip, it's in the ticker below. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with fun things. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and have a great weekend.